The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash privacypiracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about privacy and security when you're working remotely, whether it's at home or in, on your mobile devices. This is something that has become huge since we entered the pandemic. And so we are welcoming back one of the best guests that we've ever had. And we've had her on several times because she is just amazing. And let me tell you, if you haven't heard her before, let me tell you a little bit about Rebecca Harold. She is founder and CEO of the Privacy Professor Consultancy and CEO of the Privacy Security Brainiacs, which is a service business that she founded just this year with her son, who is a geek. He's a young geek, um, her son Noah. And she has over 25 years of systems engineering, information security, privacy, and compliance experience. She's authored 20 books, and she just finished the 20th pup book that she had published by CRC Press entitled Security and Privacy When Working from Home and Traveling, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about. She's also written dozens of book chapters and hundreds of articles. She's so prolific. She's won tons of awards and she, uh, including being a top three cybersecurity and privacy woman law professional. And she is named as a top female fighting cybercrime in 2019. She now has her own radio and podcast show, which she's been doing, Data, Security, and Privacy with the Privacy Professor on Voice America. She serves as an expert witness. I could go on and on. She has so many designations that it would take me almost the whole half hour to talk about it. But you can find out more about this wonderful woman at privacypiracy.org where we have her bio, we link to her websites, we have her picture of this beautiful woman. And also you can go straight to her at Rebecca Harold. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-H-E-R-O-L-D dot com and or privacy guidance.com or privacysecuritybrainiacs.com. So she is, if you go to any of those, they link to the other ones. So we're just really thrilled to have you joining us again. Thank you for joining us from Iowa, Rebecca. Well, thank you so much, Mari. You know, I always love being on your show and chatting with you. Yeah. So I, tell my audience about your your new book and... um and also about your your new service with Noah. 
It's just so exciting. Sure. Well, for the book, I'll start with that one. Because, you know, of course, we're all going, I mean, we're in a global pandemic, and it's just impacting everyone so much, and it's disrupting, among so many other things that are so important, it's disrupting business, right? Yes. And um, as it's disrupting business, a lot of people just suddenly found that they had to do all of their work that they had been used to doing, oftentimes throughout their entire career in the office, now all of a sudden they were told, well, you have to have your office set up in your home and you need to do your work remotely. And, you know, uh, a lot of times people were told this and, and also their significant other in the home with them or their roommate with them were told this same thing from a different business that that person was working, you know, for and uh, oftentimes you have children in the home that are going to school and now all of a sudden they're also online doing their schooling. So you have uh, the situation where you have oftentimes not just one person working from home, but multiple people working from home and children learning from home all in the same home. Yes. So that creates some new security and privacy issues. And that's what this book addresses in addition to the existing mobile um, computing issues for people who, you know, road warriors and they're traveling a lot for business and they're going to hotels and doing work there. They're in these shared office spaces. So, yeah, so the book covers a wide range of all of those issues. Such important and timely issues. And we're going to get into some of those issues in a few minutes. So let's let's just hear a little bit about what you and Noah are doing, because that's very exciting, too. Yes, it is. And, you know, this will be my third uh, software as a service or SaaS business that I've built. And throughout the years, I have these ideas that I've created really throughout the past 20 years. Uh, I've written down my specifications and I've written down plans for how to do security and privacy management through an online service of many different types of security and privacy services. And um, I think at the third time, will be a charm, you know, in the past uh, when you are dealing and working with uh, business partners who are in different states and you've sometimes never even met them in person and, um, you know, oftentimes you have different ideas about how to do the business. Well, I think now I have someone who (laughs) I know very well and um, we're very in sync in what, uh, how we think and plus Noah, him, he and his brother, he, they grew up hearing me because I worked from home for my own home business. Right. They heard how, I mean, I talked to them all the time. They used to do experiments for me with um, dumpster diving and doing war driving. And so they're very familiar with security and privacy. And Noah got his degree in computer science. And uh, I started talking with him about my ideas for building another business. And he was like, well, you know, I'd like to do that with you because he's very, very heavy into the tech part. He loves the development. He loves the programming. And so I thought, well, let's do this together. This would be great. So that's 
that's how we got into it. And it's called Privacy Security Brainiacs. Uh, we kind of brainstormed together to come up with that. And I, I really like it. He likes it. And he created the logo at our site. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be great. We're going to be soon launching our first online service probably in October. So that'll be something for yeah. uh, that I'll let you know about when it's yeah. out there. And, and I think it's great that you have a different generation because he's only 23. So he understands, mm-hmm. you know, the young, you know, the young generation that needs to really be more cautious and understand what they're doing um, for mm-hmm. privacy and security as they enter the workforce, etc. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go into this. You know, when you were just talking, I thought, oh, my gosh, when you brought up about how many people are in the same house using the same wireless, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, um, all these kids, you know, whether they're in third grade or whether they're in high school or college and both parents working online, talk about that. Like, what are some of the challenges with them all using the same wireless? Yeah, you know, it's something that a lot of people, as I see the different uh, security incidents and privacy breaches that are occurring through work-at-home situations, I'm seeing that a lot of times even the businesses that are telling their employees, and of course I think it's a very good idea for safety to keep them safe during a very contagious pandemic as we're in, but a lot of times the businesses just don't stop and think about the fact that, you know, it's not just my employee that's working from home. Um, it's also many others who's in that same household. And that's, that's where you start um, dealing with not just the technology issues of having a lot of bandwidth coming through, you know, your Wi-Fi router that might not be um, configured to uh, even handle having many different people online live streaming at the same time. Right. But the fact that we're, oftentimes they're, they're all sitting um, in the same place. Where's that popular place where so many people do their work? In the kitchen, in the dining room. Right, right. right. And so you have everybody sitting in the kitchen and dining room, and oftentimes the people um, who are working from home are in <coughs> online meetings. Right. And so... They're talking about sometimes confidential things, and they have other people talking about confidential things in the same same room. Um, and it, when they're they have their webcam on, oftentimes you know the other people can hear that or even see things when they're doing whiteboarding. You know, to, so everybody on the meeting can see. All of a sudden, you have this uh, confidential information that's being shown. You have not just about the business itself, but I've seen so many people who are live streaming where they're at in their home. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I can see basically that they're sitting on the first floor, that they have a sliding door out to a patio. And I could see the street outside. So I know that they don't have a fence between the street and where you can get to that patio. And I'm thinking about all the the issues of having people see how their home has security vulnerabilities from a physical security um, 
point of view. And, you know, even through that, why I also uh, know that people are setting up like Zoom meetings and so on, other types of meetings. And the way they shared that meeting information was not secure. So they might have people who are on that meeting who should not be there. And those interlopers can be seeing where there might be opportunities to do crime. I mean, there's just um, just so many layers of uh, security and privacy issues when you're dealing with a work from home situation. Right, right. And some people don't have big enough houses that they can put everybody in a different room. You know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And then I'm just wondering about, you know, kids communicating with their friends, um, Mm -hmm. you know, on, and who knows what they're downloading as well that goes back into that wireless. So, what kind of concerns do we have about that, about somebody getting hacked um, while they're online? Well, that's a very real concern and there's so many different entry points into a wireless network and that's something that a lot of times when um, when everyone started to have their work from home uh, office uh, they just you know the, the business oftentimes didn't give them additional help on how to make sure that their Wi-Fi for one thing was set up appropriately and so uh, there's oftentimes unsecured Wi-Fi in that uh, router that has already been set up and being used just for personal home use. But now it's something that a lot of uh, people realize that, you know, oh, there's somebody working in this home and I know that there's a VP of a bank or a financial company or some other organization I'm just going to see if they have an open Wi-Fi. I've been doing, you know, talking about my business with um, Noah. You know, one of the early things that I had him and Heath doing, I mean, when they were young, they were like five and seven years old, uh, and they would be sitting in the back seat of my car with their MacBooks, and we'd drive through um, the neighborhoods looking for open access points on the wireless uh, networks right. to see, yeah, and they could easily find it. You right. know, I mean, right. they're five and six; they could find. Well, that's still the case, and those open Wi-Fi access means that anyone, basically within the range of somebody driving a car on the street, oftentimes will be able to tell if if you're network is open if it's unsecured but not only that if they see it's unsecured it's very easy to then just hop on to that connection and uh, see what you're doing there Uh, so you know that's one entry point that's possible and certainly that's something that's happening a lot more because the folks who do this war driving as they call it um they know that people are in their their uh home offices and they're on their open wireless routers so that's how they're going to get in so that's one way by getting into the network they can basically see everything that that person is doing on their their computer they can get to not only the the files there in the home on the home computers but if that person 
is connected to their business network, they can also get into that network as well through the connection that that person has to their business network. And a lot of your listeners might think, oh, but we're using a VPN, so we don't have to worry about that. Well, actually you do, because if you're coming in through that pathway that the um, person has made from their home office through the VPN into their business network, you're, you're going, you're like you're piggybacking on to that um, authorized person who's in the home getting into that network. You're coming in through that same pathway. So you're mm-hmm. traveling through the inside of that VPN to get into the network. So, you know, that, that's another way to get in. Um, And I do want to mention about the just someone who's able to get in, like through Zoom. Zoom has had so many problems publicized uh, because, really, when you think about Zoom and using it as a a business meaning platform, it wasn't created for business. You know, it was just created for like family and friends to get on there and and, uh, talk with each other. Uh, But all of a sudden, People were using it for business, but they weren't securing their meetings. So they would put out, oftentimes I saw them doing it on either Instagram or on Facebook. It's like, oh, here's the link to the meeting. Why don't we get on there and we can have our meeting? Well, anybody who saw that link, if it wasn't set up securely, were also getting onto that meeting. So that's another way people get in there and they can share malicious files through those online meetings. Um, through the chat boxes and so on, and, and you know, ransomware is getting shared that way. And oh gosh, Mari, it, it, I, as you can tell, it's something that I've, uh, <laughs> I've I've been thinking about a lot since I've been wor- writing this book, and so I could just yeah. go on and on about it forever. Well, Rebecca and Laguna Beach, um, the Laguna Beach City Council was using Zoom. <clears throat> And had people come in, you know, so that if they didn't come in during the pandemic, they could, they could watch from home what was going on in the city council. And then all of a sudden, somebody put up a sex, uh, live sex into, (laughs) into the Zoom meeting. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and that's what happened in Laguna Beach just a few months ago. So, you know, I, I, I know, and it was in this is this kind of thing was happening. So I know mm-hmm. that, you know, now we use pa- – Zoom has done a good job. I mean, now there's passwords to get in. So, like, whenever I do a webinar, everybody has to have a password, and then I have to admit them. So I don't yeah. admit people I don't know. Even even if I'm having just a little meeting with my clients, I, I yeah. don't I, – you know, I have them – I admit them. So they can't come yeah. in unless I do – if I click on admit – so it's not very hard to do that, and, you know, it's yeah. easier than just, you know, a password for them. But for people that I know, if I have, you know, a couple clients that I'm going to be doing a Zoom with, then, you know, I just, I don't let them come in unless I admit them. So it's not an, yeah. it's not open. So, you know, even though Zoom, you know, they've, they've had to really adapt because everybody mm-hmm. started using it. I wish I would have invested in Zoom. I started yeah. using it. <laughs> I started using no it when they start when they started out to do little, mm-hmm. you know, seminars and webinars and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've done a good job recently in trying to, you know, 
fill those holes up, you know, and, and make it a little bit safer. But yeah, you're right. Um, how about if you, if you are hardwired into the internet, um, is that safer than being on wireless? Well, hardwiring is a good option to keep people from there. The important thing, though, to remember if you're at a home office and you are hardwired, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> really? Yeah, so that's good. So you don't have a, a Wi-Fi router that's also running um, from your same uh, modem that your hardwire is going to. Um that's something to think about because I know, and I'm not going to get into the techie techie yeah. ways you can do it, but um, if you are using, like, have a hardwire into what's called, uh, it's funny for me to call them modems because I was using modems way back when they yeah, were yeah, truly, yeah, yeah. like the war game <laughs> modem. But anyway, if you're using that box to connect directly yes. to, that's, that's yeah. wonderful. But if there's also a wireless router connected to it as well, yeah. You want to make sure that the security is still there because, you know, when you have two different things. If you have different passwords, thing, right? Different passwords. Passwords, different passwords, and, um, you know, always enable encryption. It, once it's enabled the way right. they have it set up now for that, it helps a lot. So that's that's a really good way to make sure that you have that. Uh, you... If you're doing your um, hardwire, you're going to prevent somebody like me who's out doing war driving. Right. I won't be able to see what you're doing. I won't be able to hop onto your computer unless someone else in your home might be on the Wi-Fi router, and only you know. And if that router was able connect to connect to you through your hardwire, that's where that path could be created. But it sounds like you're saying. You don't have it set up that way. So that's yeah, good. I have separate, I wanted... separate password things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's good. But, you know, something else related to that I think people need to remember, too, is when you're on that meeting, like you're talking about porn comes, uh, you know, people are doing live porn on a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Also remember, anybody in a meeting can be recording what's going on right. during the meeting. So even if you haven't recorded it using the Zoom record feature, keep in mind, there's so many ways you can record what's on your screen. So you need to make sure that you tell if you don't want your uh, meeting um, recorded. Of course, this isn't going to prevent them technically from doing it. But the fact that you're making a statement like in a business meeting to say, you know, this meeting is not to be uh, recorded, and this is my notice to you that, um, you know, we are not giving you permission to record it. That's not going to prevent them from recording it, but the fact that you told them, and you as a lawyer know this, too, you're doing due diligence in telling who you've allowed to be in this meeting and not to do that. Now, it's not perfect, but at least it is um, providing well, it, it's some important in, level. In, yeah, it's important in California because both parties or every party who is subject to a recording must consent. And if they don't, I know other states, it only needs one person to consent. But in California, every person who is subject to a recording must agree. And if they don't, it's actually a violation of the penal code. 
So, yeah. yeah. So it is, yeah. you know, I, right. I mean, before I record, sometimes I will say, hey, do you, do you guys want me to record this? You know, if it's, if it's a webinar mm-hmm. and then I could send it to you right. or something. But um, for meetings, I'll say, you know, this is not being recorded and I, you know, you are not to record this. You're not authorized to record this. So, uh, yeah, because you have to be yeah. careful because sometimes if you've been recording on Zoom, it automatically <laughs> will push the record button and then you have to turn it yeah. off. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all these little things that you have to really be careful. One time I did start to record and I went, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm deleting this right away, you know. So, yeah, yeah. There's a, it's, it's, we're in such a new world, a brave new world. It's, and it was so sudden. Yeah. It was really so sudden. Yes, it was said we were thrown into the deep end of the pool, as my uh, <laughs> my parents would say. And so we had to learn to swim quick and, um, you know, swim or sink. And a lot of people, when it comes to security, they're sinking. Uh, yeah. When it comes to privacy, they're sinking. Because even the businesses, they had set up, most businesses had set up their folks to do their mobile computing, their mobile working. And, and you know, a lot of times they would have a few people working from home offices, but um, so often they still maintained more control over their mobile workers. Like they would do all of the work to configure their their business-owned computers for their their employees who were doing mobile working, or they would do audits of that machine when they were doing mobile working. But now... So many, all of a sudden, started using their personally owned yeah. uh, computers because all of a sudden the, the the business didn't have time to ramp up and buy lots of new computers to right. give to all of their people who were suddenly working from home, and they didn't have the people who were able to go and physically, you know, get the computer um, configured to do that securely. So yeah, now we're just kind of in some cases, flying by the seat of our pants. Exactly. Um, Because they're just doing uh, what they're able to do. And I know so many security officers are worried and they're doing the best they can. They're trying to do everything, but there's just so many things um, to think about uh, with regard to, to, you know, the technology, to the physical space of the, um, the actual home office to the disposal. I mean, that's another huge thing I'm seeing with people just, um, you know, they're throwing away USB drives that they Uh also had happened to have business information on and they put it out on their, their, um, their street to get picked up. And right now dumpster divers are having a heyday right now because they know people are throwing away such valuable stuff more than they ever have in the last decade. Oh, my God. Well, we just have a couple minutes left. Can you give just a, some tips to those people who are in business, um, you know, the people who are working remotely, uh, you know, just give a few tips that they could at least try to start on while they're trying to work remotely? Yeah, well, make sure for those working remotely uh, from their business, know what your company's security and privacy policies and procedures are and take training. Ask your company to give you training for it because um, they need to to be able to tell you how to securely 
uh, work from home. And I'm going to provide, uh, you know, my book's going to be, gosh, I think I'm up to 500 pages right now. But uh, I'm almost <laughs> done. I'm, I'm doing the final edit. But, oh um, you know, that's going to provide a lot of details. So that'll be coming out before the end of the year. So certainly that'll provide just a lot of details on uh, many different topics through it. Yeah. So we just need, you know, to have the businesses do what they need to do, provide the resources for those people working from home. And and I, I have a feeling that we're not going to be working in these businesses back at the office. At mm-hmm. least, you know, a lot of the people are not going to be going back for a while. So I think this is, no. you know, we're going to have a lot more people working remotely And I think, you know, someone like you or me that, you know, we've been working remotely for a while that we, we were kind of ahead of the game in in many ways. Mm -hmm. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to teach my clients how to (laughs) use Zoom with me so that we could meet, you know, and I had to Mm -hmm. teach people how to do it. So it's, it's a huge learning curve. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important. Yeah, that people are able to get your books out. I just give the name of your book again, and your website, and then it's time to go, honey. Sure. Uh, The title is Security and Privacy When Working from Home and Traveling, published by CRC Press. And uh, the best website to go to is probably privacysecuritybrainiacs.com or also privacyguidance.com. Well, it's always so enlightening and inspiring to speak with you. And we appreciate all that you're doing, Rebecca Harold. And um, so you can see more about her at privacypiracy.org. And thank you, Rebecca. We will have you back again soon. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Okay. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning and visit our website at privacypiracy.org. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.